I'm Jesse, And I'm Stephanie. We are two Arizona realtors who have built multi-million dollar businesses using only social media. And now we're bringing you our best kept secrets and social strategies to grow your small business online. So grab your coffee and a notebook and let's dive into Socially Modern. Hey, you guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Socially Modern podcast. I'm Jesse, And I'm Stephanie. And we are in the studio again. In the studio again. Super excited to chat with you guys again. How is it September? uh, I don't know. (laughs) I've been thinking about this because I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like it was just March. And I don't know what happened between March and now. It's just been like a blur. Yeah, like the last six months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, we're two months away from celebrating our first anniversary Oh, of celebrating absolutely of socially right. modern because we released in November. You're right. It's coming up, you guys. Maybe we'll do some fun giveaway. Maybe. That would be fun. Yeah. Okay. We're going to think on it. We're going to do something fun for our one year. Definitely. For sure. Well, okay. In the meantime, today's episode is all about why is it important to know your ideal client. And the actual inspiration for this episode came from a phone call that I had with one of our main villain co-girls yesterday because she came to me and she just was like, I feel really overwhelmed. I don't know what I should be posting about. Can you kind of give me some guidance? And a lot of these things are what we talked about. Isn't that so, I mean, we all do it, right? We, it takes sometimes just sitting down and talking to someone and really honing in on like, okay, we need to focus because in real estate or when you're a business owner, I feel like there's just so many options and Mm -hmm. you're being told so many ways that you can be successful. And I mean, it's awesome. There are a lot of options to be successful, but this is going to be a tried and true way to kind of refocus, bring yourself back down here and, and really pay attention to what you're posting online because we need to be intentional Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And it's better in my opinion to not post if you're just out there spewing posts, putting out these like mm-hmm. generic kind of things versus yeah. really thinking about who your ideal client is. Yes, I agree completely. Um, so the first thing we kind of want to talk about is knowing your ideal client will make creating content like 10,000 times easier because you know who you're actually talking to. And Jesse is not exaggerating. 10,000 times easier is, is it's for real. This is mm-hmm. proven. Yes. I mean, <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I remember sitting down to create content as a brand new agent. And again, just feeling the same as this agent I spoke to yesterday, just overwhelmed. Like, what do I even talk about? There's so many different things because in real estate, there are so many different niches. I mean, there's different types of properties. So there's land or investments or fixer uppers or luxury horse property, or just like a traditional residential house. Um, But then also within that you have, you could do people who are upgrading from first house to second house or people who are first time buyers or a specific zip code or a specific area or something like that. So there's like so many different like so many. types and niches that you could pick. Even like it's vacation like, type 
places, yeah. you know, you have like beach towns mm-hmm. um, or ski towns and maybe mm-hmm. it's a lot of higher end or like the, the second home pe- people. I don't right. know. You really need to think about that. Like what is your, your local market known for even? Right. So, I mean, as a new agent, we really get kind of just caught up in this. Well, I'll just sell a house to anybody. So it doesn't matter who you know, or whatever. And And we're not even saying not to, to go sell a house to that person. Right. But this is going to help you like Jesse's saying, but like as agents who use social media though, like we have to be really specific about our content because the internet is a massive cyberspace. I'm sure everybody knows that. Oh yeah. And if you're not specific about the content that you're posting, it's just going to get lost. Just like you said, with the spewing things, just posting just to post instead of being intentional about it. The spewing part is just going to get lost out in cyberspace. Totally. So knowing your ideal client really truly will make creating content so much easier. I agree. And you honestly become the go-to expert and let's say that again, you're going to be the expert in that niche. And maybe as a new agent, you're probably feeling a little unsure of yourself. I hear this a lot. I'm sure you do too. Like I'm underqualified. I don't even feel like the expert, but honestly, you have this platform that you can use for free. So go out there. You, it's your stage. Go and set yourself apart and make yourself the expert. I know it feels really scary, but I'm sure that there's something in your past or your background that you are really awesome at. Like I just spoke to an agent who she has a whole background in like credit and debt consolidation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so awesome for you. Right. This is a huge part of being able to qualify for a home. Like you have so much experience that you can share. Yeah. You know, maybe it is interior design or something like that. Or maybe it's like Jesse. Jesse is great at horse properties in general because sure, I live on land, but Jesse's had horses. So <laughs> I've never had horses. So um, I'm, I'm kind of like learning the horse property stuff and like what they need. And is this going to be big enough to have, I have clients like this right now, which is why I'm talking about it. <laughs> but it's like, they're like, um, I don't know if this is going to be big enough for an arena with a pasture. Maybe this will just be a pasture. And so I'm really like listening. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. horse people. Yeah. Learn about this. An acre is not enough for, unless you're just wanting to like keep horses there and have a barn and a yard of some sort, like an acre is not enough. Not enough. So see, Um, I'm learning. But yeah. Well, I mean, you make a good point there though, because both of us individually have had certain niches kind of based on our own personal experiences. Do you want to talk about like when you were a new agent? Oh, a thousand percent. So when I first got into real estate, new builds were like my jam. I was actually kind of known for that. I would have people come to me and say, even other agents, which was kind of funny, um, they would message me and say, hey, I know that you know where all the cute new builds are. Hey, I know that you know all about the new builds because I was going out there and I was doing Model Home Mondays every single week. I was going out there and going live and doing these videos and basically doing a virtual home tour which I know is more popular now, but in that time, yeah, when I started doing it, it wasn't super popular. There weren't a lot of people doing that. Going Facebook live was like the cool new thing it was like to go new, and do. Yeah. So, so that was where I did it. It actually wasn't even on Instagram, but, um, it was just so cool to see like 
here I am doing these videos that I felt like were just like a lot of fun. And then I started seeing the reward from it. And that was when I really realized that I was niching myself, Mm -hmm. niching as Jesse would say, (laughs) I don't have to do a poll on this, (laughs) but you know, I, I feel like, and then too, let me just note this, that when you do niche down, sometimes your niche can also change and fluctuate Mm -hmm. the more and the longer that you do business. Mm -hmm. Um, I know Jesse, you kind of labeled yourself as like a first time home buyer and seller, right? Yeah. So I, I mean, I really, really focused on first time home buyers last year. And this year I've kind of been able to dabble a little bit more in the listing side, um, but still focusing on those first timers because I pride myself in the education process I take my clients through. And so for first time home buyers and sellers who have no idea what to expect from those processes, really appreciate the value that I bring as ultimately an educator to them, not just their realtor. Um, But, you know, that stemmed from the experience that I had buying my first house. I wasn't licensed at the time and our realtor was great and she got us through the process just fine, but I didn't feel educated. And so when I became a realtor and I decided to really hone in on a specific target audience, I decided that I was going to do what I wished would have happened for me. Right. You probably, even like myself, I think it happens a lot. Like we went through the whole process of buying a house and by the end of it, I was like, oh, Whew. like so glad that it's done. It was successful. Everything went great. But at the same time, I could not have told you like any of the steps. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my, uh, when we, when our offer got accepted on our first house, I remember our realtor texted my husband and was like, okay, we need you to, I need you to take a check to this address. And you're like, oh and my that gosh, was why? it. <laughs> that was it. Which, you know, of course now as a professional, it's the earnest money, but like she didn't under, she didn't explain that, nor did she explain that earnest money carries through the whole process. So it would have counted towards down payment and closing costs and whatever. Well, so. and side note on that, like that just gave me an um, aha moment too, you know, here talking about finding your ideal client and you're struggling with what to post. I think too, a lot of times we, um, we think everybody knows all of the terms and all the info. And it's like, when you do hone in on your ideal client, yes, like you start to figure out what your content needs to look like, but don't forget that they're not in this industry and they don't know the layman's terms, the basic things that like, we feel like, oh, everybody knows it. You know, and we start talking, especially as real estate agents, we have so many abbreviations for things. We kind of take our knowledge for granted. We do. Because we we assume that everyone knows it, but that's not true. You Mm -hmm. totally forget. And then you're like, all right, I need to, I tell agents sometimes, I'm like, you can honestly just explain the most simple one part of a, of a contract. Mm-hmm. And somebody out there was like, whoa, that was I had no idea. great info. I've honestly gotten to that part, this point in my content game where I feel like I've talked about everything almost. And so <laughs> I'm like, well, what do I post about now? But you know, you're exactly right. We've gotten to this point. Um, and now I need to kind of revisit the basics and there's no harm in that because our audiences on social media are always changing. And we've talked about this as far as like repeating yourself in stories and when asking for business and to us, it feels like we're being aggressive when in reality, not everybody sees your, your content every day. So someone might've missed it two years ago when I posted about the home buying process, but now someone who's brand new, 
obviously wasn't here. So now they need to be educated on that topic. Right, right. I actually spoke to someone too recently on our team who, um, and I had never thought of it this way. And so maybe there's somebody else out there that's going to hear this and be like, oh my gosh, that's me. But she had taken it like, okay, I'm going to make all of my posts more real estate related value-based so people can come back to it all the time. And in my stories, that's where I'm going to be personal and that'll be me. And it's a great thought. But at the same time, I was like, okay, so you're not putting any real estate stuff on your stories ever. And that was, that was true. And so I was like, oh, well, that's not really, you want to, you want to talk about what you do in your stories too, because how many times do you get up? Like I told her, I said, I honestly rarely scroll the posts until like later in the day or even Mm -hmm. at night. So I might have missed your post completely about real estate, which is probably what's happening to a lot of her following. And so, you know, mixing it up in there again, knowing your ideal client, but don't get like stuck in this one way of like only real estate here, personal here. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to, you need to be mixing it up. I know that was like a total side note. Here. No, well, we just talked about this <laughs> in our, in our episode yesterday because I was listening to it. Um, and by yesterday, I mean last week. <laughs> um, but we talked about how every once in a while, like you can just mix up if you feel like you're not getting the engagement, throw in a personal post. Cause we both said like the most engagement we've ever received on posts have been family or personal related. Exactly. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it's a great thought and you definitely should be you know, being personal in stories and sharing value-based content on your feed, but don't feel like they need to be exclusive of each other. They need to be married. They're together. Mm -hmm. They're in a relationship. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Um, Well, I mean, kind of continuing on this expert thing, I mean, oftentimes your ideal clients just become a reflection of of who you are. Oh, totally. I mean, I've, I've looked at who my client tell is now that I've been in the business for a little while. And I'm always like, this is so awesome. Like I'm a mom, I'm a wife. I love home decor and design. And then so many times I look around and I'm like, oh my gosh, my clients are, are kind of like me. They're like my long lost friends. Mm -hmm. And how freaking cool is it that I can work with people that I actually like versus being stuck driving around with a client that you know, I'm not having very much fun with these people. Yeah. (laughs) We spend a lot of time together. And so I do feel very, very, very lucky and grateful. And I'm sure I know Jesse feels the same way that when you do niche down and you find your ideal clients, they, they seem to come out of the woodworks and they find you. And it's like this, like running towards each other, hugging moment. Yeah. Well, this is why, (laughs) this is why authenticity And being your real self on social media is such a big deal because we've all heard the quote, your vibe attracts your tribe. And that absolutely is the same for attracting clients for sure. 1000%. So don't overthink it. Cause I think that a lot of times, you know, if you're sitting there, some people do have those backgrounds where it's just really easy to figure out who your niche client is. But a lot of times, and even for me, when I first started in real estate, I kept being told that from mentors, like, who's your ideal client? Who's your ideal client? And I was always like, I don't know. Like that's such a hard thing for me to figure out, but I wish somebody would have like said, well, a lot of times it's a reflection of who you are. So who do you tend to resonate with? Cause they'll probably resonate with you back. And it can be as simple as like, I'm a mom and I do really well with families. Obviously I don't just like exclude anybody who doesn't have a family. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, um, oftentimes 
I have families who have kids and they've got multiple kids. And sometimes I have to hold a baby at a showing like, and I'm cool with it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm used to it. Let's go. (laughs) Well, and I think it's really important to note as well that your ideal client, we kind of already touched on this, is going to shift and change as you grow in your career. So if you feel like, okay, Jesse and Stephanie, like I know I need to pick an ideal client, but like then you kind of get analysis paralysis because you're like, well, I don't, I feel like I need to be stuck with this niche forever. forever. <laughs> and it's not true. I mean, you went from being the new build person to now being kind of the land person, mm-hmm. you know, and I am, I'm still the first time buyer person, but because I just moved, I'm not serving a whole area of the valley anymore. And I'm, kind of in this new realm and things so like things are just going to shift and change so don't feel like you need to pick one and stick with it forever because you won't because you know right you'll grow things change and even the market shifts and I I think that that was actually a big reason why model homes aren't a big part of my content anymore and as we know across the United States it's been pretty tough to get into mm-hmm. a new build yeah. and they're like a year, year and a half out in time. Doesn't mean I don't sell new builds. No, but I'm not actively promoting them as much because they're not as common right now yeah. in my marketplace. So yeah, I kind of shifted there away from it, to be honest. And I've had clients that work with me who have been following me for years. That's how they found me. And they're like, oh, you never do any model home tours anymore. And I'm like, I wish I could. (laughs) There's just not a whole lot of them to go and do, to be honest. So, you know, don't be afraid. Like Jesse is saying, just long story short, things are going to change. You're going to grow and change. You're going to become you know, an expert in other areas, or maybe the market kind of forces you to change. And don't be afraid of trial and error either. I feel like I meet a lot of agents or hear this from a lot of agents that they're just afraid to try something and go for it. And I'm like the queen of just like jumping headfirst into things. I I will admit that. I guess it's a superpower of mine or it something. Is good. But like people, you just can't be afraid of trying something. So try a certain niche try a certain price point, try a certain area. And maybe in that you'll find your true niche or something like that. So real estate in general is just a very learn as you go type of industry. So it doesn't serve you well if you're the type of person that has to have everything absolutely perfect and in place before you actually do something. Exactly. No, I couldn't have said it any better. Uh, moving on to this next, I mean, we need to talk about the fact that a lot of times you guys, personal pains in life are usually the top reasons why someone buys or sells. Mm -hmm. So now we've kind of talked about what your ideal client could potentially look like. Maybe you have some ideas floating in your mind and now really think about what are they faced with as far as pains go. When you know what their pain points are, you can address them. And then you can start to capture the audience that you know are going to be the best fit for your services. You hold the key to their answers. And here we go, putting you up on that stage that we talked about and making you the expert, the all-knowing all to their problems, right? Someone recently asked me in my like Sunday Q&A, they recently asked me um, how I became like the first-time homebuyer expert. And my answer was simple. It was, first of all, that's what I decided I wanted to be. And second, I know the ins and outs of all of their pain points. So I know what questions first-time home buyers are asking. 
I know how to answer the questions that first-time home buyers are asking. So it makes it really easy for me to come up here and be on my platform on social media and answer these questions because I know them backwards and front. I know what their pain points are. Most of the time, I mean, they're renting. They don't want to be renting anymore. They need more space. They're paying um, as much in rent as they could for a mortgage. Yeah, like <laughs> they, they've just graduated to this part of life where they just want to be a homeowner and don't want to be a renter anymore. And then they have all of these questions about the process and whatever. But I mean, that's not the point of what I'm trying to say. I mean, essentially, I just I figured out what my ideal client's pain points were and how to solve their problems you and how to help them. It. You researched it and you you figured it out. You come with solutions and not and you and you hear them, you know? Mm-hmm. They resonate with you because they're like, "Oh my gosh, she gets me." Mm-hmm. And there's so many times especially like and I forget to say this sometimes um just cuz I I do it anymore. Um but when I was first really really studying the social media game, right? And how I was going to use it for my business. Um, I was just really trying to figure out, okay, like here's these pain points. How do I, how do I get people to open up to me? And it's through using those. It's, it's because now they feel like I can talk about the fact that my credit isn't that great. I can talk about the fact that maybe I didn't do that great at saving or whatever. Maybe they're facing a foreclosure or whatever it is, but I'm already opening up the door because I'm breaking those walls down and those barriers and I'm not coming off as like, I'm, I'm, I'm so much higher or better or whatever. And a lot of times when you're that professional, like it's great, it's good to become this professional in the industry, but at the same time, you're not talking about any of your clients pain. They're not able to, to just come to you and say, look, I'm, I'm sitting here. I need, I need help. Mm -hmm. Every successful product that has ever gone to market on the planet solves a problem. Wow. That was deep, Jesse. <laughs> it's true though. It's deep so tracks true. only. And that's what, <laughs> <laughs> and I know that it feels a little bit scary too. Like you're like, oh, okay, you keep saying this. You've said it in many of your podcasts before, like that we need to niche down, know who our ideal clients are. And it can feel like you're cutting off, you know, a big portion of buyers. I feel like we've all done that, right? Like, well, if I label myself as this, then what if these other people don't come? But Mm -hmm. you're still going to have random people that do come through those doors. And you're also going to have that referral business because you did so good with that client that you took on and you helped solve all of their problems that they feel like you are super woman or man, whoever's listening (laughs) to this, um, and that you can help, surely you can help their friend or their aunt with their problem too, even Mm -hmm. though maybe you didn't label yourself as that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've said this before and I will say it again, but we always like to say that it is better to be a big fish in a little pond than a little fish in a big pond, especially in such a concentrated real estate state like Arizona. Phoenix is just booming with agents. They're on every corner, I swear. I see them all the time. I'm like all the license plates with realtor and all the stickers on the back of the cars marketing everywhere. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many realtors. How do you like break through? Well, you break through on social media and you become someone that they know, like, and trust and you niche yourself down. Mm -hmm. So lastly, yes, lastly, this is my favorite thing. This is like 
my soapbox of all soapboxes, but I'm here for it. It is all about how leading with value is always going to be the best way to attract clients. So yes, targeting pain points or solving problems for your clients is part of this. Um, it's kind of like the analogy that, um, you can catch more flies with honey than vinegar kind of thing, because you are always going to attract more clients with valuable content versus the very generic, just sold or just listed. Or what drives me crazy is seeing those like the best way to thank me or the best compliment I could ever receive is a referral. Like, ugh, they make Do me roll my eyes. Do people even read it anymore <laughs> is partly what I think because it's something that we've seen so many times and, you know, we're being marketed to all the time. I don't even know the number, cause, but it's been researched, right? Like mm -hmm. how many times people are being marketed to while they're driving, while they're listening to the radio, anything, even <laughs> like... Uh, we were watching like YouTube shows last night and it kept like pausing like three times in between our short little videos right. to give us some ad. <laughs> so we're just always being marketed to. And, and that's the biggest thing is like, well, if you're just out here posting to post and you're just posting these like very generic things, like Jesse's mm -hmm. saying, how you're, you're not, all you're doing is checking your off your to-do list that you posted on social media, like pat yourself on the back kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But this isn't really going to be a great return on investment of your time. Right. You really need to think about that when you share, like we said earlier in this podcast, you can't just post to post. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we get caught up in that and they're like, oh, well, I heard that I need to be posting at least five times a week and this or that. But honestly, if you're posting three amazing value packed niche down to your client posts per week, that would go a lot farther then you saying, I posted five times this week. Mm -hmm. They were really good. They well, said. and how outdated is that information? Like Instagram, maybe five years ago, yeah, you could get away with just posting twice a day or uh, posting once a day, seven days a week. Right. You know, but that's not how Instagram is today. No. And so, again, in order for your content not to get lost in the cyberspace of Instagram, it has to stick somewhere right. you with have to your audience. You have to understand the algorithm is basically what Jesse is saying. And so when you do understand the fact that like Instagram doesn't doesn't just hate you and then just says, I'm not going <laughs> to share Jesse's post because whatever reason, no, Instagram is going to promote and show your post to more people based on the engagement. Mm -hmm. So if your post is not going to receive good engagement, then it's not going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And people are so over the just listeds and just solds. Um, you know, they're just, they don't do anything. Well, and, and so many people will say, well, I'm just not good at social media. And so they just kind of default and hire like a social media manager. Oh, goodness. And then it doesn't get them anywhere. And no shade towards social media managers. We need them for sure. You know, but I think in an industry like real estate, where it's such a personal branding type of industry, especially if you're going to be on social media, you can't get away with hiring someone to just post Generic. facts and... <laughs> information and tidbits about real estate like you have to throw in that personal touch because 
that's where the market is going. That's where people want to go. And that's why this podcast exists because personal branding is so important on social media right now. And so many people are trying to figure it out. And so again, I mean, if you hire a social media manager, just like in any industry, there's good ones and there's bad ones. And you really need to pay attention to the fact that like, like Jesse said, this is such a personal industry. Every person knows what, like eight real estate agents. Right. So how are you setting yourself apart? And it's not just by being like, I, I sold a house. I sold a house. Every, all these other agents are saying they sold houses. Like, and that's why Jesse and I focus so hard on those connection points. So if you hire a social media manager, you know, you need to be working very closely with that social media manager. You need to be helping get some of this content. It's not one of those things that like you pay, you hire it out and then you forget about it. Yeah. You might as well, you're wasting your money at that point. You might as well just not even be on Instagram then to be honest with you, because it's not going to be a good return on investment. Mm -hmm. And just bringing it all back. I mean, Knowing who your ideal client is will really help you figure out what is valuable content to them. Like if I were trying to figure out something to post to my first time buyer audience, would I post something about buying a luxury property? No, no, that's, that wouldn't be valuable to them. But in a luxury market, if I were to post a, a piece of luxury market related material, that would be valuable to them. So you, this is again, why knowing your ideal client is so important because it will just allow you to really hone in and answer those questions for your ideal clients and get them to trust you and know you ultimately, and like you and ultimately hire you. Hire you, become a paying client mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So we hope that this post was inspiring. This we post. Hope, or post. Oh my gosh, you can tell where my brain is at. Um, thinking about posting right now. Um, <laughs> I actually want to go and like put some content together now, even after this. I'm like, hmm, you know what? Right, I doesn't it kind of give you things. some ideas? Yeah. It always does. Always talking it out and hearing it out. And that's why I know that this podcast resonates with so many people because these conversations need to be had. Mm -hmm. So... Anyways, I think that we have a really fun freebie for you, don't we, Jesse? Yes. Yeah, so we do have an ideal client worksheet freebie that is available to you guys. Uh, check the show notes of this episode and there'll be a link where you can just go input your email and it'll be emailed right to your inbox. Um, or you, if uh, you can't find it in the show notes, go ahead and head to our Instagram bio because it's in there as well. But this worksheet will kind of take you through mostly just answering some questions about who your ideal client is and all of that really help you kind of figure out and nail them down. Hone in on it, guys. We believe in you. We'll talk to you next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to Socially Modern. Interested in partnering with us on our nationwide real estate team? Check the show notes of this episode to schedule a call with one of us to learn more. Make sure to follow us on Instagram for all the latest updates on the show at Socially Modern. You can also follow me, Stephanie, at Hey Stephanie Mainville, and me, Jessie, at Miss Jessie Lockhart. We hope you have a great day and we'll see you next week.